you know, money and business are earthy. Like that's like the element that they rule, so to speak. And that's a very patient, slow moving, stabilized type of energy. And so I believe in something that I continue to work on with myself is just not rushing the process. Like if the earth rushed its process, like we wouldn't have the masterpiece that we have. You're listening to the Everyday as a Breakthrough podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Hummel. I'm here to invite you into living your most alive and aligned life possible. On this podcast, I'll be holding the mirror for your deepest truths and desires and giving you the permission and the power to not only follow your dreams, but to walk with firm trust in all of who you are in everything that you do. So if you're somebody who's here to live out your life's purpose and you're the kind of person who gets after it no matter what, this show is for you and I hope that you get the absolute most out of listening. Hello and welcome back to the Everyday as a Breakthrough podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and really excited to have Natalia Benson here today on the podcast. And for those of you who don't know her, she is a spiritual business strategist, money mentor, and astrologer living in Southern California. She specializes in high-level conscious business coaching, digital course creation, and online monetization rooted in spiritual wellness offerings. So beautiful. Welcome. Thank you, beauty. So good to meet you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to meet you too. Where are you in Southern California? I live in Laguna Beach. Beautiful. Yeah, good old Laguna. I love it here. So amazing. I used to, I live in LA now. I'm actually, I wasn't going to say this on the podcast, but I'm actually moving back down to San Diego. So you're like right, oh, right in between the awesome. two. I love San Diego. Like eventually I want to live there with Mickles yeah. and hopefully our little kittles. I just, I'm happiest down there. I'm happy here, but San Diego is like my happy place. It's so magical down there. It's so yeah. good. I used to live down there and my partner was here and we would meet and surf in Dana Point. So I love nice. that area where you are too. That's so good. Cool. Um, Well, we'll just kind of jump into things. So today on the podcast, as you guys can possibly sort of imagine, we're going to be talking about things around financial empowerment and conscious business. And I'm really excited to just hear your story and a little bit about how you got to be doing this incredible work. And we'll get into, you know, some of your genius and magic about money and all of these things. But I want to start with just asking, I love the conscious business. I love the way you put that. And I know that so many people who are listening to this, I don't work with all entrepreneurs, but most of the people in my world mm-hmm. are in some sort of a you know soul-based business and I myself am too. And I would just love to hear like, what does conscious business mean to you? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I started to share that term, I think a couple of years ago, because I just realized that for me, 
I see business and entrepreneurship as a vehicle for impact. And when it's utilized consciously, meaning it's not about competition, getting one over on somebody else, kind of like all the shadowy parts that we hear about like business and just the dog eat dog kind of mentality of the capitalist system. It's just like, what if we utilized the best parts of the system and we utilized it not only to take care of ourselves, but also to take care of other people? Because, you know, when I was in my 20s and I was struggling, like $50 in my bank account was like a good day. And mm-hmm. I remember I was like dating someone and we were about to like go on a little trip or something like to Joshua Tree or something like that. And I remember I had just made some extra money. I don't even remember how. And I was leaving the grocery store and I, this man like asked me for something and I knew I had extra money. So I like went inside and I like bought him a couple of things like water and whatever else. And I remember having this thought being like, if I had more money, I would buy him more, but I have to also eat and pay for the gas for this trip. So I was thinking about myself, but I also had this yearning to be more generous. And that's another reason I know we'll talk about this today, Jaden, but like, I'm also so obsessed with like financial organization and financial acumen because to me, business and money are neutral tools. Like they reflect the consciousness of the people utilizing them. It's just like an ax. Like there's a consciousness that uses an ax to chop down a tree and there's a consciousness that uses an ax to break your windshield. So it's kind of like, (laughs) it's the same tool, but it's like how it's used and what the, the intention is behind it. And so to put it super simply, I just really see conscious business as we are utilizing the system and the tool of business in a conscious manner. And I don't pretend to be completely altruistic. I'm not. I believe that there are two sides to every goal. And I believe there should be two sides to every goal. There is the side of the goal that is how you want to impact other people and do good for them. And then there's the side of the goal that is for you, that is for your benefit, that is for your lifestyle. And this is something I teach often. And I teach it in my business school because If there's ever been an imbalance that I've witnessed, not only in myself, but also working with women for a long time, it's when they're on too far of one of those sides of the coin where it's like they think they need to be so altruistic that they can't pay their rent and they're starting in their business and they're giving every single thing away and it's hard to stabilize or they're so about themselves, so about like, I need to fill my cup and they're com- they've completely forgotten or haven't tapped in yet to the why of why they're actually doing what they're doing. So business utilized consciously, and I've just seen this through, you know, my own journey is just how much more generous I can be, how much more present I can be in my life because I just feel so grateful for what business has done for me. It's given me a sense of purpose. It's given me a very powerful sense of self and it's given me the stability to also heal because when I also was in the place where I just was like 
barely making it, working all the jobs. You know, I've had businesses for quite a long time, but no business that ever has done as well as the business that I have now. But I recognize that in all of those other chapters of business, I just was, I didn't have time to focus on myself because I was just trying to survive. So that's another reason, even though I'll have people very rarely, but like come at me and be like, I mean, everything you can imagine about the fact that I talk about spirituality and astrology and business and money. And then I'm like, you know, teaching these things together, but I'm like, I have a very, very clear core deep rooted why as to why I teach and share this stuff and why I also feel it's so important for women. Yeah. Wow. So beautiful. I'm so glad I asked that. I was like, is that a boring question to start out with? I love that question. So good. But it's weird. I literally, I'm like opening up as funny as this sounds like I'm opening up my uh, psychic faculties right now. I'm like getting really into mediumship. I was just watching Teresa Caputo before you and I came on and I literally knew you were going to ask me that. Like I already saw it in my mind and I was like, oh, I, I hope she asked me that. But it was just, then you asked that like immediately. I was like, oh, that's so funny. So no, that was beautiful. I love to share that truly. Yeah. It's amazing. And I was really excited to have you on here because you are so much of right like the stars and the magic but also just super pragmatic which is what yes. i really really dig and i just loved your explanation of conscious business because what i really just took from your explanation is it can be any business any way you make money any way you do things but to do it consciously which is really cool because a lot of the work that I do is around like purpose and your alignment and like doing work that's really in alignment with that. And it just felt like such a breath of fresh air to hear you describe it that way, because really any business you have can be conscious. And that just feels so freeing. Truly. I love that so much. Yeah. It's, it's all about the intentionality behind it. And typically I, I see business or at least conscious business and a lot of women who are drawn to me, they usually have offers or oftentimes also products that are very intentional. Like there's something that they want to help other people with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. I also so relate to you saying you had so many businesses. I, uh, I've had window washing companies. I used to flip houses. So it's so funny. And I, <laughs> I really agree like the, what I'm in now partially probably because it is in alignment with what I really care about. Yes. Seems to work a lot better in the, uh, the whole realm of finances and fulfillment and all of that. So, so beautiful. I love that. And I'm just thinking about some of my clients who I have, as you're talking about that of it just keeps ringing to me of any business you have. Like it doesn't have to be all of this pressure on, is it your exact soul aligned thing, but just the freedom to do, do it consciously. I love yeah. that. I'm taking that. Love that. I want to ask you this too, because I actually read one of your interviews that you probably did a really long time ago about your jewelry business that you had before you did this. So before we get into mm -hmm. like the financial empowerment and all that, I just want to hear a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are now. And most specifically, I know that you, I think you came to LA to do 
jewelry work. Yeah, gosh, that's wild. Um, yeah, it's not, it's kind of something I'll like mention in passing these days, but yeah, I had a jewelry line until I believe about 2016 when I stopped and that was my first business. It was just an idea. I'm a manifesting generator in a human design. Okay, cool. So you understand me. So I just, you know, likely if I were to contextualize it, I just got this like huge sacral response, like that I was supposed, and I just taught myself and my first pieces were terrible and I just kept with it. And yeah, I had that business for a really long time. Like it was something that I really created my own way of doing. And I also, all the while, what I think is interesting is when I would be making orders or creating or whatever it would be, I would be listening to astrology. Like I'd be listening to astrology trainings. I'd be listening to tarot trainings. Like I was always studying and it was kind of perfect that I was doing this thing where I could work with my hands and then have like my ears available and I could just basically listen and learn. And that was, you know, an interesting journey for me. It definitely was never like, of course, success is totally, you know, uniquely defined, but I wouldn't say it was ever a very successful business. Like I definitely struggled with selling. I was very terrified of rejection. I'll never forget when I was just moved to LA and I walked into this boutique that a friend of mine, she was a stylist and she really believed in me. Oh my God. She pitched me to everyone. And the funny thing is, is I was making earrings that I see now. Like, it's just funny. Cause, and, and honestly, I, I saw a design recently and I was like, wow, it's like, I used to make that and no one was making it at the time. And I, I don't say that to sound egoic, but it was just a little like drop into my heart of like, just keep doing what you're doing because you can trust yourself. And I feel like with my jewelry line, I just, it was my first place of like creating a personal brand, figuring out how to sell and overcoming my fears of rejection because there were definitely so many situations that I put myself in for people to say no to me. And that's kind of the same as now. It's like the same with any business or anywhere where you're like owning who you are. It's like, you're going to have opportunities for people to seemingly reject you. And it's about being able to move through those moments and not take it personally. And I feel like even though I'm not great at that, it was definitely my first experience of figuring out how to navigate that and be okay with it. So yeah, that was fun. I had like Tyra Banks buy jewelry for me once and then I gifted her because I was working with a consultant at the time named Mary. And she was like, she's like, you have Tyra's assistant email, like tell her you want to gift her. And I was like, what are you talking about? But I did. And she wore these earrings that I made to this. They were actually an esoteric illustration of the moon. They were so cool. She was like so dialed. I think she's a Scorpio too, but she looked so remarkable in these. I might have the photo somewhere still, but there were some cool things that happened with it. But all in all, after like nine years, 
I just was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't like doing product-based business. It just wasn't for me. And then I, you know, moved on as many gens do. And I just, I had an electronic project and I had lots of different businesses and a lot of jobs to support all of these, you know, creative hobbies, but and also the jewelry line never really made that much money. I did live off of it for a little while, but I just didn't get that in business. You needed to be consistent. So it took me a long time to figure that out. But yeah, I love that you asked me about that. And that's like a massive throwback for sure. But it's fun to think about. Yeah. Well, thanks for going there with us. And I asked because so much of like what we talk about in my work on this podcast is following contrary to what I was saying before is really following what really lights you up and doing yes. the thing that feels aligned. And in every story, right. There's something that we did that we sort of have to walk away from, or that we decide mm-hmm. to walk away from. Yes. It sounds like, you know, it was successful enough to live off of. And so many people probably could have gone Tyra Banks as a client. I'll just keep doing this and not see, <laughs> you know, what's going next. Mm-hmm. And I also love that you, emailed her and reached out. And this is a big theme on so many of the podcast episodes of people who've done really epic stuff. There's always a piece where you kind of reach out or pitch yourself to someone. It's Mm -hmm. in every single story of everyone who comes on here. So it's really cool to hear that too. So you were making jewelry and listening to astrology naturally. And when did you decide to, and then we'll get into, you know, what you're really doing today, but I want to hear about when you decided to do this work and when you really stepped into the business that you have today. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a funny conglomeration. I love this question. It's kind of like a winding path of just listening to myself and especially listening to myself when it didn't make any damn sense there's always kind of this part of us that's like, that doesn't make any damn sense. But there's this part in our soul and our heart and our body that's like, it makes all the sense in the world, just go, like just walk. And I feel like for me, every single piece of my journey and even the chapter that I'm in right now where I'm closing doors and opening new ones, it's like, again, I'm in this exact same thing that I've been in in my 20s and beyond, which is like, I'm just going to listen to what excites me and not like what titillates me like for the moment, but like what is actually revving the engine of like my being, Mm. like astrology, tarot, and usually the things I've always been drawn to, money, like, and not money for the sake of money. Of course, that's nice to a degree, but for me, it was about actually figuring out how to make it so I could like stabilize myself and heal it. Most of all, heal my relationship to it. These have all been things. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how woo woo I I can get, but I just recently started really listening to my guides and just understanding that like, I'm not alone and my higher self or my intuition is my team. It's like, these unseen beings that, you know, I deeply, deeply believe in and whether, I mean, I won't even, I'm, I'm actually not a 
I can be internally cynical, but sometimes I'll internalize other people's cynicism, but I'm like, no, I'm not owning that. Like to me, it's extremely real and miracles happen in my life. And they always have when I've just opened up my mouth and asked for some help and been like, Hey, I need support around this. I'm not sure about this. What's next? or the biggest healing I ever had in my life, which was in 2018, I said, I can't hold this anymore and I need your help. Like, I don't know what to do. And that's like those moments of surrender and just asking, I think those have been some of my most most prolific things. Like, cause as it said, and I know, um, I believe Sonia Choquette is her name. Like you have to ask, like you have to actually ask and we forget to ask. And that has been an unconscious practice of mine, I think, for a long time. And now I'm, you know, even just in the last few months, I'm super uh, conscientious about it because I'm like, holy shit, every cataclysmic change in my life for the better was always because I asked for guidance. I literally asked for help. I asked for support. I asked for clarity. I asked for a client. Like, mm-hmm. when did I forget just to ask, you know? And it's like, I just, when I look at the winding path of everything, it's just been listening internally, but then also asking and then heeding, heeding the signs and like heeding what's next. Yeah. So powerful. And (laughs) it's really funny because last night I, as I was like, as I was laying in bed, I was like, asked for a sign and I saw one and something that I really needed like right away and then just fell asleep immediately. And I was like, I should, I should do that more. Cause I, I so agree. It's something that I think I've tapped in or in my own, you know, experience, it's something that I like tap into and I go to my energy doctor and I'm so in that world. And then sometimes, you know, I go, go through life and yeah, when you realize that you're not alone. Like there's so much, like billions and billions and millions of energies and things happening around us that are so much more powerful than we are. Yeah. And supportive. And it's like, you know, we're so, we're sovereign. So it's like, as long as your energy is, is healthy and you're aware of yourself, it's like, these are things like you can ask for and it's like and be careful what you ask for like i can share some crazy stories when i wasn't specific and holy shit like i had some really one specific really crazy experience and i was like oh my god okay i'm gonna be mindful how i ask and Mm -hmm. and what i ask for and where i'm coming from but it really is i think the the journey for me has just been finally acknowledging that I am extremely powerful. And I say this in the reminder that if I'm saying it, then, and you're hearing it, like you are too. It's like we, and for us to acknowledge that we are powerful. And I've been afraid of that for a long, long time, like how powerful I am and how guided I am and how much there is unseen that I don't exactly know always how to like relate to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And I love the chapter of life that I'm in with like that deeper awareness of like that spiritual support is all around us and like that we really are guided. It's, it's really helped me heal a lot to feel supported. Yeah, That's so beautiful. And I love when you said that, like, if you're hearing it, you're so powerful too. And it's like you were saying earlier, like sometimes things don't make sense or sometimes they're scary and to 
I feel like to admit that or to own that or step into that because so many people know deep down or, or don't know, or maybe shove it in a little corner and to step into that is, I don't know what word to put around it. The first thing that came up to me is like terrifying. It's a big step or like a big thing to go, okay, this is who I am. Cause we all know. Yes. It's huge. It's huge. I love that so much. Yeah. We got to remind each other sometimes. Yeah. Seriously. And be in places where you can be reminded of that and like community or people or other people who are in ownership of that or talking about that. Like it's so huge because it's not the world that we live in. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I was just, I DJed Gala Darling's Vortex Fest up in LA at the Fonda, which was so freaking fun. And it was so special. And I don't remember if she said it or there was a living room panel with some epic, epic speakers. And I just remember, I think it was Gala. She literally said like, the world is like, I mean, it it kind of is like, it's kind of out to get you and you have to support yourself with people that love you. And, and also I choose to see the world as a friendly place. And I approach the world from a place of presence and friendliness. And I'd say 99% of the time I get that back, but every so often you don't. And every so often I'm not in that energy either. So it's like, (laughs) but it's just, it really is like, as I get older, like I'm about to be 36 and a half. I don't know when that happened. Like 37 used to sound like ancient to me. So that's, it's really weird. But I realize as I get older, like how important it is to have love around you and like really kind, respectful people. So that supports everything else in your life, your business, your finances, your purpose, your well-being. Like it's really important the the quality of relationships around you. Yeah. I so echo that. It's like our our nutrients and it's our world. It's what we the environment and what we see. I've really found, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I see from what you share, you have really incredible people around you. And I've seen, I don't know how you feel about this, but with everything I've done, like all the learnings or all the teachings or all the things I've gone through or learned from the biggest thing for me has always been the people I'm around. Like if I had to go, okay, let me pick one thing. Mm -hmm. It's that, like, that's always been the biggest thing. That's either helped me get from one place to another, helped me learn something or step into a new level or place in my life. It's always the people. I wanted to let you guys know that Exponential Alignment, my group coaching program, all about stepping into your purpose and your highest alignment in life is now open for enrollment. So if you've been listening to these episodes and you're really feeling like, You would love to be supported for three months to get really clear about what it is that you want for yourself to do all the work in your nervous system and have these conversations so that you can actually start to understand yourself and really create not only a life you love, but a life that you are obsessed with exponential alignment is the invitation for you it is a three-month container to be held in your highest expansion in your life your business or your career i am so excited to be opening this again it is already partially way full 
Which is crazy to say. So if this is something that you've been wanting for yourself and you've been listening to this and feeling inspired and you really want to dive in and create your own story around this and really see what's possible for you, EA is open and I would love to meet you and support you inside of there. So you can find the link in the show notes and you can either sign up or book a call directly with me and we can chat about it. Enjoy today's episode. A million percent like relationships and yeah, I don't know where I would be and I feel like I'm even more strong because of like amazing human beings. And I have an amazing husband. He's so, he's just a respectful, loving, he makes me want to be better. Like I'm the drama, like, like silly one most of the time, like petty sometimes. And he is just so, he's so compassionate and I don't know what that's like. I wish I was better at it, to be honest. And I just think having people, especially when you're in a relationship, an intimate relationship, like being with someone who like makes you truly want to be a better version of yourself is like freaking important. It's like everything truly. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I so feel that. And I so agree. I'm like, we love good men. I have one (laughs) too. I have Chris and he's, you know, I'm like the same thing. I'm like, how are you? so patient and you're so the first one to go like see the bright side or or own that he wants to work on something I'm like you are so inspiring like I wish I had a little fraction of that a little more (laughs) so good okay so talking about you know being guided into astrology and into money and I love that piece you shared about being in the gas station and wanting to buy more for that person or being like, if I had more, I would. And, you know, again, like, I really love how you bridge the gap between like the spiritual and the pragmatic with money. And I just love to hear like with financial empowerment, I don't even know how to break this one down into a question. So let me just see what comes out of it. But I just really would love for you to speak on like, what are the most important things or biggest things when it comes to like when I started doing this work and so many people can probably relate. I did like the ostrich effect, you know, that's for anybody listening. It's ostriches stick their heads in the sand. That's like mm-hmm. when you don't check your bank account, you don't look because you're like, I don't know what's in there. I'm not going to look. And, you know, I think especially for so many women or people doing this kind of work we just don't talk about it like we all know that at this point money is not a thing that you can always bring up at the family table or whatever it is so I'd love to just hear you know maybe in the beginning state of somebody who really wants to step into financial empowerment or really be on top of things and yeah feeling empowered by it rather than sort of a a victim of it or blind to it like what do you really see as the most important piece there, like the first step or what is that shift? I love that so much. I mean, I feel like first things first, I love that you called it the ostrich effect. Like I call it, yeah, being avoidant. And it's usually where most of us go first when we feel afraid of money or we've had money traumas, so to speak. And we just 
don't feel safe with money because money has maybe been a loaded topic in our families, or it's just something that, you know, we've either had a lot of, but there was scarcity around, or we didn't have a lot of, and there was like true scarcity. So it's like, we all have unique stories of how money actually feels to us. And one thing that I always say first, and this is, I'd say something about my work that is, you know, kind of interesting is like, I always begin with the energetic emotional first, because with the energetic emotional, we then unlock the energy to do the tactical. Because for most people, if I sat down with them and they've been avoiding opening their bank account for a year, me telling them to go track their money and do 20 transactions and this and that is going to be so emotionally overwhelming that they will resist it or they will just never do it. So I always like to begin and, you know, I'm an astrologer. So working with people's astrology is really special, showing them that money is for them through their astrological natal chart, because it's for everyone. Everyone has a money house. Everyone has a Venus placement. We all just have unique ways of relating to money. So beginning first in like the energetic emotional, but then in addition to that, once we've unlocked that, whether we meditate or we do EFT tapping, or we're doing, you know, I'm working with my EMDR therapist around safety. Like that's been like my most triggering process with her has been working with safety and money for most of us has a unique feeling we're after. And for many of us, and I would dare to say a lot of women, safety is very important and that's what money equates to. And we wouldn't be wrong because when we have money, we have more choices, which can also equate to more safety truly. So with all this being said, one of the first things that I suggest that you do if you have been avoidant of your money is find, you know, I have a lot of resources, but do like a money meditation. So I have a couple like money, what's like one that I just made, I'll call it like a money healing meditation or like a money magnetism meditation, something where you're just cooling down your body, your nervous system, and you're just listening to your vision as opposed to your fear. And you're giving yourself space to feel whatever you feel. Like if you feel triggered or you feel afraid, giving yourself the grace to just, and the space to just feel whatever is there. Then in addition to that, then you actually got to do the work too, because all the meditating in the world, all the citrine, all the Lakshmi chants, like all the things, <laughs> they are never going to heal and take care of a disorganized relationship to money. So do your inner work first, take care of yourself, pour into yourself. And then in addition to that, go ahead and money track. I actually have a five day series, which I'm happy to send babe, but the, uh, the link, but the very first two days to, I believe it's the first day 
it's been a while since I've taken a look at this, but the first day is a money healing meditation. And then the second day is a bank building training. So it's like we go from doing something more energetic, emotional, spiritual, and then we go in and we learn, okay, what are the tenets of managing my money and actually building my bank balance? So I'll send you the link for that if if that would yeah. be helpful for your babes. But I would just say like with money, understand that it is a loaded topic for everyone. It just is like, and even when you have a lot of it and you feel good with it, or you have the amount that you feel happy with, it is still a relationship that requires attendance. Just like any relationship would be like if you and I were good friends, Jaden, and I just called you when I needed something, you would feel really used. And funny enough, we mostly treat money like that. Like we're just like, I'm just gonna call you when I need you, but we don't take care of the actual relationship. Yeah, so good. I love that going into the emotional because money is so loaded and it brings up so much. And then I love like the emotional and then of course going into the actual practical in your bank accounts. And a lot of the work that I do on my side. I'm curious what you think about this. I've asked some people, and it's always fun to see what they say, is a lot of the work that I do around is like the nervous system and where things are stored and parts work. And somebody said to me once that money is reflective, our relationship with money is reflective of the relationship that we had with our primary caregiver. Wow. Makes sense. Because it's safety. Yes, absolutely. That's huge. And it's actually interesting too, because in, in astrology, there is, so there's an access, there's two different accesses that can kind of denote one is to money and possessions. And then the other one is to safety and security. And what's interesting is that in the access of safety and security, where also we find the business and like the being seen in the world, those also correspond to the parental figures and just like the mother, father. So I think that that's really big. And I'm like feeling into this for a second from like my own experience. And I definitely feel like if anything, you know, if I, blame my parents for the negative stuff. I have to also thank them for the good stuff too, because if they, they made me, my dad especially made me very afraid of money. He kind of, my dad is a retired CFO Scorpio and I love my Scorpios, but being raised by my dad, who's kind of a little bit old school, he's born in the forties, like super, you know, kind of came from a bit of a, like where money was very up and down and he as a Scorpio just craved, he's a fixed water sign. So Scorpios and anyone with a lot of fixed planets, they are like super, super obsessed with consistency and safety to some degree, which is what fixed energy kind of sounds like, right? It sounds like something that's constant. And what's interesting is like, when I look back at my family, I do realize that they just, yeah, I rebelled against them really hard because they were like, you need to like budget and balance a checkbook. And meanwhile, these were all things that I really attempted to do and I just had no freaking idea. So that's eventually why 
I started studying money the way that I do, learning about it the way that I have and creating my work because I was like, for everyone, for anyone who's ever felt like somebody's trying to tell you about money and you're just like, I feel like you're speaking another language. I just feel like for me personally, I needed what I teach and it's what's helped me and it helps any of us who like maybe we didn't have parental figures who either embodied stability or whatever our values are with money or they just never told us or maybe they told us and we were like i still don't know what the fuck you're talking about like so it's just like i just think that there there gets to be like a new way that we relate to money as adults as the more embodied versions of who we truly are in the moment. But for many of us, we are relating to money from like our inner child and like what we needed or what we didn't get from our family. And whether that has to do with money directly or just a feeling of stability and safety. Yeah. And uh, it's so good. Like what you're talking about with the language around it, because I feel like so much of the work is actually just getting comfortable and having language around it and knowing, right? Because when you talk about something, it becomes comfortable and then you know, you gotta know what to do and know what to say. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious. I have to say my upbringing with money was a little bit more rebellious. It was like, just spend it. It'll always come back, which you know yeah. has been a great gift because it got me a lot of places. Yeah. Actually, I was telling somebody this on a a client call earlier today. Like I bought my first house with $200 in my bank account because I was programmed as a kid. Like, Oh, so fucking there's a way just like figure it out. Oh (laughs) my God. And you did. Yeah, I did. Somebody else like gave me the money. Amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) But But programming around money, like my programming around money that definitely I continue to heal is fully around scarcity around like my family had money but it was almost like it was gonna run out we're gonna lose it we have to work hard for it or it's gonna go away so that's something i'm like always over here freaking healing because it's just like that program runs so fucking deep but it's just a program it's like and i remind myself that all the time i'm just like that isn't necessarily true it's just what has been downloaded on the hard drive and that's why i love everything that i teach and share because it really is all about rewriting that stuff and just having a way of relating to money in a way that you actually want and for me you know i i teach something called like the spender saver paradigm and i find so often that people are like one or the other they're either like spenders or they're savers and there's some spectrum of you know, those two archetypes, so to speak. But for me, I used to shame myself for spending because my parents are both savers. And so their whole thing of me being more in flow with money was just like completely inappropriate. And I got so much, and you know, my mom would be mad at me for saying this, but I got so much flack for it. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, wait, I don't need to become that. I just need to make this work for me. And that's why I'm so obsessed with financial organization because I am a spender and I love to spend and I like nice stuff and giving money and doing all the things I like to do. 
but I also have to be organized if I want to have a healthy, not only a healthy bank account, but a healthy relationship to money. So that's really also what birthed all my like super hyper organization stuff, because I was like, I want to be this way, but I have to do it in a healthy way and not in a rebellious way. Cause I rebelled against my parents and then I never held money because I was like, fuck you guys. If you're going to tell me I have to save and I'm wrong for being me and all the things or whatever with money, well, I'm just never going to have any. And so that was kind of like, I realized that actually doing some work in a seminar and I was like, oh, I didn't emulate my parents. I rebelled against them, but it was a rebellion that wasn't rooted in love. It was rooted in like, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. And it really ended up hurting me. But then, you know, we figured it out. I'm like a cat. I just like land on my feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. I'm like, I, uh, I didn't rebel. I went, I went in alignment with what I learned as a kid, which we were spenders. We were just like, whatever, just spend it. It doesn't matter. But yeah, that's so good. And going from spending, spending it all and then, you know, forming, a really good and connected and grounded relationship with it. I'm assuming, or, you know, part of your work is also helping, correct me if I'm wrong, helping people make more money and hold more money. Is that a big part of what you teach? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, the core of what it is that I love to teach first and foremost is like a financial organization, but yes, it's like, figuring out how to make money. But the way that I teach making money is through entrepreneurship, but I teach the long, boring way. Like no one really, not just kidding. No, it's not that nobody likes my way, but it's like, it's not sexy. Like my way is like, yeah, people will spend money with you because you know what you're fucking talking about. Like, you know what you're doing. Like there's no forcing that. Right. So my way of teaching business and making money is definitely rooted in like your offers are aligned to the core of who you are. And that's why I use astrology. And then, yeah, the making more money is like, well, how do you structure your business, structure your offers, and then also sell so that you can communicate and share that what it is that you have, it is there to support another person's life. And I'd say most of the women in my work are like service-based. So just like what you do, like mentoring, healing, coaching, astrologers, all the things. So it's really about, you know, how is your business structured? And also how are you like authentically serving people and communicating with them so they can share in what it is that you offer? That's a really, really big thing. But I always joke, I'm like, my way of like teaching you to make money is definitely not the sexy way. I mean, it's sexy to me, but it's like when people are like, oh, I, I, like, I'm going to teach you how to make seven figures. I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know how to do that. So, and unless you've figured something out, it's like, I want to teach you to make money in a way that stays deeply rooted in your integrity and deeply rooted in service to other people because business at the end of the day is literally rooted in how we support and serve other people. Like business is relationships. So that's taken me a while to figure out and it's kind of, it's the longer game for sure. Yeah. 
But like, I'm like, thank you for teaching that because it's so important. And that's when I hear you talk, I love that you said, you know, it's a rooted in the end, because as you're talking, I'm like, it's just, it's grounded. It's connecting yes. to what it is, doing things in integrity. And, you know, one of our core things is when you do things that are aligned in your life, it naturally leads you to more abundance, money, health, like you age better, like when you actually do what it is that makes sense. And why would you want to play the short game? So I just love that you're like, it's the long game. And I'm not really interested in anything that's not that because it's just not it. Yeah. It's taken me time because, you know, I'm an Aries, like we're super expedient. Like we're just like, I want to be there tomorrow. I should have been there yesterday. And so I've learned through like extensive trial and error that like, playing the game of like patience, but also really applying yourself. Like I'm always learning. I'm always learning how to do business better. I'm learning, you know, I've also been someone who just fell into all this, especially online stuff. Like this is a whole, I've had this business for five years, but it's like, when I started, I was like, just going for it because I loved astrology and I had done business for so long that I was like, I'm just going to trust that what I've already built, I can continue on. And I hired my first coach. Her name was Sophie. She was $5,000, which for me at the time may as well have been a patrillion. Like it was, it was just a lot, but I invested in that wisdom for her to share and show me how to structure my business. And that single tool, she actually, the one thing that she shared with me, cause I was a coach at the time, she was like, and an astrologer. And she was like, why don't, have you ever thought of doing group programs? Like, would you like to do that? And I mean, that was just the thing that took me forward and that's still what I do. So it's just like, it's so cool. And I, I love learning like how, even like I'm in a a space right now. I, and that's even why I like to pause sometimes from, I love learning and I love being mentored, but sometimes I'm like, I like to pause for a minute and be like, what do I actually need? So then I can actually go in and be like, okay, I want a coach for this, or I want to take a course about this. Whereas I used to be like, my Sag moon was like, whatever you have a course, you were coaching. Like I'm in, like, it was just like nonstop. And now it's so much more intentional of like, what does my business need? Like, what do I actually want to learn? And it's fun. I really like that. Yeah. I so love cool. learning. So dorky. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much out there though. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a step back and go, cool. What is it? What is it that I actually want? It's so important. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just love the way you share and teach. It's amazing. You've only had this business for five years. It's really incredible what oh, you've done. You. And I love that you're like, it's not sexy, but it so is like everything that you create. It really is. It's so beautiful. That means so much to me. Yeah. It's, it's trippy to me. It's only been five years, but it's been, it's been a big five years, but it's just like, it really is like following the heart. Like I, I don't mean that to sound cheesy. Like it's so real for me. It's like, I've just followed my heart with this and now keep doing that. Just keep on doing that. Like that's always the answer for me. Yeah. So good. And you know what I've really taken from this conversation so far is like trusting yourself, asking for support because you're not alone doing the 
doing the emotional work around money, but actually also getting into your bank account as well. And just really, you know, it sounds like this is what I think in echoing what you're saying is that the a magnet to money is mm-hmm. being an in integrity and being calm or understanding yes. or in relationship to it. Yep. One million percent. And it's, I think that it's like one of those things where you know, money and business are earthy. Like that's like the element that they rule, so to speak. And that's a very patient, slow moving, stabilized type of energy. And so I believe in something that I continue to work on with myself is just not rushing the process. Like if the earth rushed its process, like we wouldn't have the masterpiece that we have. So it's remembering to like apply ourselves and do what we know we need to do, even when it feels hard, but also like be patient and just trust that creating over time is one of the best ways. Cause you have to, I really, really believe you have to prepare yourself for success. And there's nothing worse than getting what you want, but not actually being ready to handle it. And I've seen that happen so many times, especially when I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> lots, lots of that. Yeah. So good. It's such a beautiful conversation and you are so incredible and so beautiful. And I'd love um, if you want to share with, I feel like, I don't know if there's anything else. I think how you just wrapped it up was so incredible, (laughs) but if there's anything else um, that you want to share for anyone listening about, you know, I know you do a lot of work. And when I reached out to you initially, I was like, I listened to one of your podcasts about budgeting. And I didn't even mention this in the podcast, but a huge thing for me and why I was really excited to talk to you was because I shared a little bit about my crazy spending and, you know, my ostrich effect. But this year I really got in tune with my money shit. And like every Thursday at 9.15, I do my income tracker and my stuff and what I'm spending. And awesome. And it's just, when I did that, like I, I seriously realized that no matter, cause I relate to what you were saying about, you know, $20 being a good day. I realized that no matter if I had $5 in my bank account or more money than I even knew what to do with, I would open my banking app. I remember one time like opening my bank account. This was so funny at the grocery store. I swiped my card and I literally had this feeling of, I wonder if there's any money on my card. And I mm. opened up my bank account and there was like, I could have bought a house with like, what was my, I was that detached from mm. how much money was in my bank account. So it didn't even matter what was going on. Mm. I was just in that like hope, like swipe and pray type of yeah. thing with, yeah, with money. Exhausting. It's exhausting. So I I got in tune with it this year and it was terrifying for me. And it had nothing to do with how much I was making. It had nothing to do with how much I was spending. But when I did that, I don't know if I just feel better or if there's actually more because I don't really know what was happening before, but I am like making more. I feel so much better. And I just want that for everybody. And I hope that everyone listening to this, you have a little bit of you know, whether you're just going at it for the first time or you've kind of been a boss about it and you want to take things to the next level. It's such an incredible relationship to work with and 
that's why I really was excited to have you on because I think it is so important. Oh, babe, well, thank you for having me. This was super, super beautiful. And I'm, I feel honored to get to share just my perspectives. This was so great. Amazing. Well, um, do you, I know we'll put that link that you talked about earlier in the show notes. And then if you just want to share where people can connect with you, or if you have anything going on right now or where they should look. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I've got my business school opening up soon. So if you you want to come learn the sexy, unsexy growth and inner work and external work to take care of your conscious business, I teach everything rooted in astrology. I've got the business school opening up. It's called Conscious Babe Business School. And I would just say, just come and connect with me. Like if this spoke to you and you heard me here, please just send me a message. I'm just at Natalia underscore Benson on Instagram. And then my website is just nataliabenson.com. Beautiful. I'll put those in the show notes. Thanks, love. This is so special. Thank you for having me, beauty. Thank you so much for being on. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please share on Instagram and tag me. I can guarantee it will make my day to hear from you. If you want to stay in the loop for future episodes, make sure to subscribe. And as always, if this episode made you think of someone you love, or you know someone who would benefit from listening, please send it their way. You never know how you can impact someone's life. Until next time. 